Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the Bread and Butter Podcast, the EDH podcast, where we talk about the bread and butter of all things Commander. This is part two of our Innistrad Midnight Hunt uh, top 10 picks, our top 10 list of all the cards we find are awesome that we want to uh, put in our personal decks or are excited to see at some tables. Mm -hmm. Um, So we left off uh, back to Chandler uh, for your next two uh, favorite picks here. Yeah. All right. Starting it off with Rim Carlos. Carlos. I'm going to call it Carlos because it looks like that. Uh, Stalwart Slayer. And this is one uh, red and white. It is a legendary creature, uh, human knight. It's got flying haste. It says, if a spell would deal damage to you or another permanent you control, prevent that damage. If a spell would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent an opponent controls, it deals that much damage plus one instead. This one, I might build something around it. I might build a commander around it. I just think oh, it just is interesting to me. Uh, I think it's got some potential for some good combos to get some, maybe some infinite combos or um, some like hit you in the face damage yeah. uh, situations that I just don't have that kind of deck built yet. And I think it'd be fun to build around this guy. Um, yeah. Okay. Just an interesting thing, I think. But I think it would also go get really good in uh, like a Morphon human deck or just any kind of red-white deck. I think it's just a just a quality card. Just trying to figure out what the heck it's writing. It's like a goose. Yeah. <laughs> or like a... Yeah. <laughs> it's like throwing me a... Yeah. The top half is a goose. The bottom half is like a Pegasus. It's almost... It's like a, I want to say, I think this is... It's a gorse. I think this is player. one of Magic's chimeras. Cause the chimeras it kind of looks like a chimera. I think, because chimeras mm. in Magic are often really diverse. And if it's not if it's not a griffin, which are most of the big birds in Magic, <laughs> it's probably a chimera. But yeah, I don't know any of the lore of this, but it's pretty awesome art. Uh, yeah, cool, cool commander. Um, it's definitely yeah. got some cool uses. Some damage tribal, maybe like repercussion to shoot all that damage the creatures take back to their controllers. Yeah, this is cool. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Yeah, just interesting. And we got uh, Lear, Disciple of the Drowned, is three and two blue. It's a legendary creature, human wizard. It's a three four. Um, it says spells can't be countered. Each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard has flashback. The flashback cost is equal to that card's mana cost. So this, I think, is going to be super spicy and some like high-speed instant sorcery stuff. Just have, being able to play everything from your graveyard Kill again is sight. just silly. So I, I don't know that I would build something around it. I'm not. It's not really my play style, but I think... It'd be fun. Yeah, it it just it just I don't know. I just feel like it's gonna mold a certain type of strategy. Play high tide. Ooh, yeah. High tide has gotten a lot of good abuses with oh, so many cards that are getting printed now, and this is just like please high tide. I'm very glad it's a symmetrical. Things can't be countered. Mm-hmm. I think because if, if it wasn't, yeah, I, I think what's going to make this hard is that it's a pretty high cost to run as a commander. True, five mana, like five mana, mono blue, mono blue is it's going to be weird to build a deck around that. True. So I think we're going to see it more as just like a key card in some instant decks, but I don't, I don't see it as being maybe a super hot commander. Yeah, that's a good point. It is a little it, it's it's slightly clunky. Five minute I think is appropriate. It yeah, needs, I think for it its ability that. it's valid. Right. But as a commander, I, I don't know that it's gonna be I don't know. I'm interested to see how many people actually build it. I agree. So far it's already has the third most amount of decks built out of Innistrad. Wow. Well, 
then I, I can mean, be completely wrong. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, werewolves are at 106. It's at 30. Okay. But I mean, yeah. there's a lot of good things you can do. And I mean, if you're running mana, if you're running fast mana, five mana ain't nothing. Yeah, it's gonna. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think it's well balanced because it's very easy to remove. Because at least blue doesn't have so many redirect effects, mm-hmm. which is which is what you're probably going to want to abuse the most in this deck. Oh, is yeah. ways to make sure that your stuff can be redirected. Those juicy redirects. Yeah, freaking Narch sets were for. Oh my gosh, dude, there's yeah. too many. <laughs> yep. Insidious but will. I yep. just I just feel like it's it's a pretty stock. I mean, it's, it's there's not many ways you're going to build it. It's going to be a mm-hmm. spell slinging deck that's trying to storm off. Or play a big X spell. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's why I say I think I think it'll be better used maybe index and not built around. But yeah, because it could still be spicy. Because I feel as a commander, kind of building off what you had already said before, it's just like almost too straightforward. It's just telling you exactly mm-hmm. what, what it's going <laughs> to happen. This like, is my strategy. Yeah. Deal with it or don't. Right. <laughs> Or yeah. check my hand to see if I have redirects, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the yeah, deck the deck that I uh, have seen and I think would it would be really good in. It's kind of a niche commander. It's Vega the Watcher. It's a uh, one white and blue. It's a legendary bird spirit with flying. It says whenever you cast a spell from anywhere other than your hand, draw a card. Mm-hmm. So it's oh yeah. Azorius. If you could do like a mill deck with that, and then just make sure everything's in your Graveyard. Yeah, that's cool because that commander was for the foretell stuff mm-hmm. um, in Call Time. Call Time. Yep. Yeah. So that is cool. Lear yeah, slots can, into that ninety nine really well. Yeah. yeah. It's it's got it's got a place. Mm-hmm. It's going to be good in uh, your cash deck. It's going to be good in things that really care. And yeah, Kess and um, the. Uh, I can't remember the other one off the top of my head, but yeah. Yeah, but I, it's an interesting card. I just don't think it, uh, at first I was like, wow, this is going to be nutty. But yeah. I'm glad that if it was spells your opponent's cast or you cast can't be countered, that would be a little overboard. The fact that it's symmetrical, it makes things a little more balanced. You can just generous gift it. <laughs> Move on with the game. Yeah, just... Pack a, a board wipe and you'll be good. There you go. All right. So my next pick is Dire Strain Rampage, which is one red and a green. It's a sorcery. Destroy target artifact, enchantment, or land. If a land was destroyed this way, its controller may search their library for up to two basic land cards, put them onto the battlefield tap, then shuffle. Otherwise, its controller may search their library for a basic land, put onto the battlefield tap, then shuffle. And then you can flash it back for three red and a green. I mean, it's it's just another solid gruel removal spell. Uh, and the fact that you get two uses out of it is just... Yeah. I've been harking on how good Hole Breach is. Mm-hmm. And this is like a little more investment for a lot more utility. Yep. In a whole breach. Yeah. Which is cool. Very yeah. good. I just like cards that kind of just provide more utility to certain decks. And I feel like Gruul has a decent amount of interaction, but just having that ability to slot another piece of uh, interaction into a deck. kind of wish it was uh, instant speed. Yeah. It might be too good. Maybe, yeah. Uh, and then just the land part is very uh, useful, especially with stuff like Field of the Dead. And Ooh, yeah. There's just, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Our meta doesn't really have guys' cradles, but... Urborgs are mm-hmm. very prominent. Yavimaya. Yep. Uh, even like if someone is able to flip uh, Itlamok oh, and yeah. get the cradle, mm-hmm. just be, having that ability to... Get rid of that is just it's just so useful. Yeah, there's a lot of lands out there that you absolutely would destroy for three mana. Yeah, and be happy about it. One hundred percent. 
And then my my next pick is Triskai Decophile, which is a one in a blue creature, human wizard. You have no maximum hand size, and at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have exactly 13 cards in your hand, you win the game. And then you can pay three in a blue, draw a card. Now, I early on, I liked Laboratory Maniac and all these different effects. And then as it just became more of a, I mean, that's more of a CDH style play where you're just trying to find the most efficient way. It just kind of wasn't that appealing anymore. But this one just kind of has this nice, unique theme. This is a good thing that this is not on your end step. It's your upkeep. It gives your it gives people to actually have an opportunity to respond at a way faster rate or at a longer rate than just like, oh, you have to you have to find a way to deal with this by end step. Right. You get a whole turn around the table. Yeah. To- and this this feels kind of fair. You have to you have to sculpt a hand to 13. You can't have more, you can't have less. So you have to really tune like what draw effects you have out, what interactions of draw you have currently. And I mean, a four mana dump for a draw card is is that's a lot of mana to just pop out. But I think it's just a way more fair way. It kind of reminds me of a Felidus, Felidar Sovereign. Is that what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that kind of card where it's like, oh crap, this is pretty easy to hit. But everyone has a chance to interact with it. Yeah, it is a cool card. Um, it's again, it's like it just. Ha- I feel like it just has an extra amount of gravy on it that makes it appealing because um, it's kind of like we said before with some cards. Like it's a lot of effects that you wouldn't just have on single cards. But when they're on one card, it's like, oh man, like this looks good. Like having no max hand size, people like that. Reliquary right. Tower is popular. Mm-hmm. Thought Vessel is very popular. Um, and then at the rate or on a one three body, one three is good for sure for two mm-hmm. mana. It's a great blocker. And then you have the regular blue rate of three and a blue to draw a card. Like all those effects on one creature. Great. Mm-hmm. Feels good. Yeah. But also giving you that wing con. Right. Like that extra gravy. But it feels fair. It's not a Thassa's Oracle where it just feels like so sudden. It's easier to hold. Right. When you play it, it's not a laboratory maniac where it's a trigger. It's it's a trigger that happens on a phase, not just like when something when you draw your last or no cards. Right. And your opponents can have the force effect of like if they even go to destroy it, you have to spend a card to counterspell. So if you have 13 cards, then you counterspell. Now you have 12. And so now it's like, uh-oh, like I have to get back to 13, maybe make it back around the table. Yeah. Or It's a way more fair way of making a cards matter in your hand strategy. Yeah. It's cool. I, it's spicy. It's I dig it. It's cool. Yeah, I dig it a lot. It's very cool. All righty. Uh, first, my next two is Slogurk, the Overslime. This is one, a green and a blue for a legendary creature, Ooze. He's a 3-3 with Trample and a million lines of text. He has, <laughs> whenever a land is put into your graveyard from anywhere, put a 1-1 counter on Slogurk, remove three plus one counters from Slogurk, return it to its owner's hand, and when Slogurk leaves the battlefield, return up to three target land cards from your graveyard to your hand. Um, for me, this is cool. This is uh, a Simic commander that isn't just draw a card, play a land, double mana, <laughs> repeat. Like yep. this is interesting. It has um a lot of good effects. Um, mm-hmm. being able to protect himself by bouncing to your hand, a three three body for three, like. It's cool. It's that art is insane. Just gnarly looking. Mm-hmm. Um, I dig it. I feel like it's definitely got some abuses I haven't even considered yet. I mean, you already have like life from the loam, or you can get more lands out of your graveyard, and 
start pitching them with discard effects and stuff like that. Like this is going to be cool. I'm looking forward to seeing some of the stuff mm-hmm. people are putting in the deck lists. I mean, honestly, I didn't even I look overlooked this one, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, I'm gonna brew it. Who's going there first, Tyler? Huh? <laughs> I said, who's getting it first, Tyler? Me or you? I don't know. I'm tired of playing Simic. <laughs> it's just it's just a cool Simic commander. Though. It is very cool. You know, though. I it for me for me I've been craving a Simic commander that's not every Simic commander that's been coming out because right. they just keep making more Thrasios effects. Right. I don't want Thrasios V2, and I'm tired of that. Yeah, this is a cool way of you're like you're making a dredge deck without black. Right. That's kind of how it feels, which is insanely different. Right. But I, I, I'm already, man, there's so many different things I'm already thinking about. Yeah, you get plus one But the counter. fact that I'm really glad you put on the list because I would have completely overlooked it. Because anytime I see Simic, I usually just pass over it. Yeah. Because I'm like, I know this. I know right. it's going to happen. I, I dig it. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah. I'm sure we'll have some, some juicy things to share in our deck lists. And if I brew it, I mean, I'll always let you play it. If you want. <laughs> of course. Just kidding. Fist bump. You can't play it. Fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next on my list is Intrepid Adversary. This is one in a white. It is a human scout. It's a 3-1 with lifelink. It has, when Intrepid Adversary enters the battlefield, you may pay one in a white any number of times. When you pay this cost one or more times, put that many valor counters on Intrepid Adversary. Creatures you control... Get plus one plus one for each valor counter on Intrepid Adversary. Now I looked at this card initially and I was like, "Oh, sweet! This uh, there's this new cycle in uh, in a strat of mm-hmm. all of these um, creatures that you come into play and you can pay as much as you want, as, yeah, as, as many saying, times as you like." I thought that was great, and then I looked at the white one and again I was like, "Whoa, yeah, that's powerful." To be able to anthem, if you just got eight mana to spend, give all your creatures plus three, plus three. That's powerful. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. This has got to go in several decks. There's a lot of decks I'm already considering this for. Um, Honestly, if this was a legendary creature, like build it Mm -hmm. as a commander, just anthem tribal, like... That could be scary pretty quick, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. What? It's cool. I, I really dig this card. The artwork again, man, just totally doing it for me. I, I love it. It's a great white card. Totally rooting for white again. Um, yeah, I, I just, could definitely see that going in more fun. Yeah. With my humans, yeah. Oh, yeah, as a human? <clears throat> powerful. Just be silly. Yeah. But, I already love it, so I'm excited to see this one. Yep. All right, Chan, back to you. Sweet. All right. I got a sorcery. Wake to slaughter. It is three colorless, a black, and a red. It says, choose up to two target creature cards in your graveyard. An opponent chooses one of them. Return that card to your hand. Return the other to the battlefield under your control, and it gains haste. Exile it at the beginning of the end step. And it also has flashback for... Uh, four generic uh, black and a red. I just thought this was an interesting one because I instantly thought Marchesa. Mm-hmm. Just if as long as I have a sack outlet, return something. Because Marchesa is weird because like you don't want anything in your graveyard because most stuff I want stuff to just come back with got counters on it. It's coming back, but there are times where. Somebody does a board wipe that I can't protect myself against or whatever. And so I need to get something back from the graveyard that's important. It's a great way to do it. And then if I have a sack outlet, it doesn't ever leave. It just gets have has the counter on it, sack it. It doesn't see that uh exile, right? Right. It won't see the exile. And then so then it'll just come back in. Yep. And so it's kind of a good way to avoid that negative part of this card, which is well and even I mean even just worst case five mana get a creature back and then get a creature into your hand Mm -hmm. that's worst case and that's pretty good 
Pretty good. Yeah. Like. Well, and with the with the dethrone, as long as it's attacking, it's got the counter on it. So yeah. for Marchesa, that's a that's a win win. But I can see it being used in a lot of other decks where, like, yeah, worst case, it is just getting a good card back in your hand. I mean, it's easily going in my Obeka deck. Oh yeah, yeah, Obeka for sure. Yeah, like Obeka literally. Uh, those two creatures that get exiled, I can end the turn. They stay out. That card, I mean, there's sneak attack in the deck. So the card in my hand. <laughs> and honestly, like even even worst case, like if you're bringing something back to your hand that you can replay and bringing stuff out to the battlefield mm-hmm. where you're getting instant value from. So it's like, there's not really a downside. Like I know they're going to put the most like strenuous card back in your hand, which is going to be kind of an issue. But like really, like you, when you mm. look at it, you're, you're really getting so much value, and that man, it, just this entire set, anything that has flashback, just feels like yeah, it's yeah. just it's just it's just so good gravy on top, mm-hmm. yeah. But and yeah. I, I think I think I'm gonna go ahead and say this is my favorite art of the entire set because that's just man, that is chilling. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's funny you put it on your list. It's another slaughter card. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's. That's like ninety percent of the reason why I put it on there. But wake to Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So my second one is not necessarily a pick that I would play, but it is a pick that our buddy Phil needs to play. Okay. Uh and it's Lind Tearful Tormentor. Uh is one, a blue, black, and a red. It's legendary. Creature, human warlock, it's a 2 4, has death touch, says whenever a curse is put into your graveyard from the battlefield, return it to the battlefield attached to you at the beginning of the next end step. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may attach a curse attached to you to one of your opponents. If you do, draw two cards. So this just reminded me like we made that deck, that curse deck for Phil. This I would mean, just be we, like a great. We, we, did, we did it collectively. Yeah. Uh, for his bachelor party. Yeah. We sculpted okay. that. So, I mean, it just reminded me of that deck and that, like, it's a, it seems like a cool curse commander. Like, I wouldn't necessarily play curses. I just don't like the chaos of it. I mean, I like to see it. I just, that's not my play style. <laughs> yeah. But I can see, like, if your play style is chaos, this is right up your alley, I feel like. I mean, I feel like Paul. I mean, I know Paul kind of made. What's the one that everyone's been using with uh, Mathis? Mathis. Uh, I forget. No, yeah. not Mathis. Uh, the new Mardu commander that Gen. sacrifices Gen. Gen. Yeah, Arcane yeah. Weaver. I think he switched it to Gen. But I mean, I would. Mm. Uh, this is also on my list. So I just, I just think curses kind of. Needed something with a little more solid foundation, mm-hmm. and I think Grixis is perfect. I think, yeah. I think they have some of the most unique uh, curses, and definitely in Grixis, this is this is who you play if you play curses. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is a great card. It's it's so flavorful. Well, and it's got the. I think the other value is the draw draw two cards if you do that. Mm-hmm. So you're already like getting rid of one of your curses. Putting on somebody else, and then you draw two cards. Now you're, it's just value on value. It's that like we're talking about, just another feel good on top of a feel good, extra gravy. Yeah, Um, and I think curses are already a little awkward to play sometimes mm -hmm. because they're kind of expensive. They don't really give you huge payoffs. Right, a little clunky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so having that ability to recur, gain value, Mm -hmm. playing on theme, committing to theme is awesome. Very cool. Yeah, you're just gonna have to build. I think. I think the only thing that I would kind of withdraw from this is like the only thing that kind of turns me off from it is you're gonna have to protect her at all costs. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's gonna be. So, it's gonna feel so bad if Lin's not on the battlefield. Yeah, yeah, and I feel like like if you build a deck around this, you gotta have uh, several win cons built in that are like. Well, you're also going to need to just make sure you have an answer. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those commanders that's like, they're like, oh, you're playing curses? Yeah. I mean, I can just get rid of her and then you lose basically most of like the benefit of the deck. But 
Yeah, she's definitely very flavorful. It's definitely unique. I think curses are an enchant uh, an enchantment deck that's not utilized very often, and probably because it just didn't have enough love in the command zone, especially uh, in Grixis. But she's definitely a solid choice. Yeah, I dig it. Tyler, all right. So we'll go to. My final two before my favorite, uh, which is Vadric, Astral Archmage. Uh, he is uh, one blue and a red for a legendary human wizard. Uh, he says if it's either night, if it's neither night nor day. Sorry, I'm I'm dumb. Uh, if it's neither day nor night, it becomes day as Vadric enters the battlefield. Incident sorcery spells cost X less to cast, where X is Vadric's power. And whenever day becomes night or night becomes day, put a plus one plus one on Vadric. Now, this is what it kind of reminds me of is Mizzics of the Ismagus. Is that how you say it? Yep. Uh, where you're just you're providing a lot of cost reduction, but it's done in a very uh, unique way. Like uh, Mizzics just kind of does stuff and then gets there. Yeah. This one, you have to really find ways to get his power to the point where you're getting huge cost reduction, which there are ways. And when you actually do hit it, it will have a ton of benefits. I've always wanted to make an, is it deck similar to Mizzix, but Mizzix just kind of felt kind of insane and very unfun to play against. Yeah. In some aspects. Yeah, I had a Mizzix deck and you've played it. Yeah, um, it was the first deck I played. Yeah. It's uh it definitely feels a little bit like I only need to be doing one thing and there's usually a quick path to victory. Mm-hmm. Um unless of course people just, you know, have ways to consistently and reliably remove Mizzix. So it's like yeah, the Mizzix problem I think is like win big or just lose the whole game. Yeah, you know, it's that kind of problem. Yeah, and I feel like Vadric solves that in a great way that doesn't require such a niche mechanic because he really doesn't require you to play night and day cards. He just has that for the set, I think. Mm-hmm. And that was a great design choice because mm-hmm. really you can just go with like plus one counter theme or power buffs. You know. Even a couple enchantments, red enchantments care about power buffs a lot. So, um, yeah, I think this is cool. It's great. Good commander. I'm excited to see the list. So. Uh, there's one, I mean, I'll just bring up one card that kind of gives you perspective of what you can really see from it is cards like Enrage, which is X and a red. Target creature gets plus X plus zero until end of turn. See, so that you're not really using that to pump it up to attack. You're using it to... It's like a ritual. Yeah, it's a ritual that's completely different. Oh, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, but just stuff like that. It's just a different way of playing, is it? I mean, it's going to be spell-slinging, of course, but yeah, in a different way, and it's going to have a little bit of a unique twist on it. And, I mean, I'll probably brew it. I don't know if I'll build it. It just, I guess it depends. Yeah, that's cool. I mean... Yeah, and the more the more we're talking about it, the more I think this commander is cool. Like, it's almost like having a um, what's the what's the the cost reducer uh, the the goblin? What's it? Oh yeah, I know he's actually talking about. Oh gosh, the name that guy escapes me. Yeah, but there's there's a uh, goblin um, electromancer. Yeah, electromancer. Like having an electromancer for three mana in your command zone is like kind of cool. But then you find all these really neat effects like you brought up, like then it turns crazy, turns the whole deck on. Right. Mm-hmm. You include that. And then there's a new one there's a new card in the in the set that does a similar thing, mm-hmm. like a cost reduction on instances and sorceries. Yep. I mean you have other cards like Fist of Flame, draw a card, tell on a turn, target creature gains trample and gets plus one plus zero for each card you draw on this turn. Ooh yeah. Or, and then combo Vadric with Lier in your ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Give all your spells flashback. Whoa. Yeah. Spicy. <laughs> Spooky stuff. Yeah. These little <laughs> things, like even a Titan Strength, like you're getting four, you're essentially 
taking four off of Vince's of sorceries. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's these weird little busts you're like that just like that's such a bad card, but turn him into him, rituals. he turns it into this huge cost reduction. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. I I think it's really cool. I think it's a very unique strategy and I'm excited to see it. I think it's going to be cool. It's it's going to be is it that isn't just um, like the Mizics thing, mm-hmm. like you said. I dig that. Yeah, and in, and there's not a ton of ways to abuse plus one plus one counters in those colors, right? So you're not going to have to deal with like if it had green in it, oh. it would be way more spiky. Yeah, but for yeah, sure. It's it's a dope card, and then the other card. That I really enjoy, and these these are this is another card that I would I would not mind building deck is Lisa Forgotten Archangel. She's two two white and a black. She's a legendary creature angel with flying and lifelink. She's a four or five. She says whenever a non token creature you control dies, return that card to its owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. If a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. Which I mean, the first ability is already good enough, and then you mm-hmm. tackle on just this hate effect. Yep. Yeah, I like it. And I mean, man, I mean, there's so many good things. I've heard some videos talk about Shadowborn Apostles, mm. which is a very good strategy for this. That's crazy good. Yeah. Yeah. But man. yeah, yeah. I like the graveyard hate. I like that's just. Up my alley, I don't, I'd play it in a heartbeat. Rest in peace is an extremely <laughs> good card. Having a pseudo rest in peace in the command zone is mm. kind of good. With ace, yeah. it's ace, it's asymmetrical. Yeah, it's your opponents. Yeah, your mm-hmm. opponents are getting wrecked, and then you are getting everything back that goes in the graveyard to your <laughs> hand. <laughs> yeah, it's a man. I I don't think I really have to explain it. And then yeah. a four or five flying lifelink angel. I mean, five mana, I tend to avoid uh, commanders that cost more than four yeah. in a lot of ways because it just, man. The speed of the game, like five is now a little slow yeah. almost. Unfortunately. Yeah. Man. But yeah, I think I just, it has a lot of unique potential uh, and there's a lot of cool things you can do with the aristocrat-esque nature of this card that's not just like create a ton of tokens. Yeah. Sack them all to blood. You can artists. find little little circle loops with people. Mm-hmm. It almost kind of reminds me of like a feather meets Marchesa. Yeah, I was getting yeah. feather vibes from the card for sure. Yeah. And the fact that it says I can aristocrat again and you can't at all is yeah. Very strong. Also, is, being able to just permacast Shriek Maw, it's pretty wild. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's pretty painful. He's got a lot of potential to like. I, the the five mana doesn't, I don't think, would scare me that much in building this because you get, there's a lot of stuff you can build. Your board stayed up. And then once it's out, just. Yep. You're already set up to go. Yeah, and then I mean your flushback marauders, all that stuff. Uh, I mean, Alenda the Dusk Rose, get a bunch of counters on her. Whenever she dies, you're getting her right back. You're just Man. you're getting, and then I mean you're gonna add Taste of Karlov to this. I mean, it's just yeah. There's yeah. so many different unique strategies you can do with this kind of effect, and I I dig it. And then Selfless yeah. Spirit. Oh yeah, man! All that value just stuck on a creature in the commands. Crazy, and then you save all your carrion feeders, your Forsaker Seers. Man, mm-hmm. I'm digging yeah. this. Uh, yeah, tons of cards to, to back this up. It's great. Yeah, awesome commander. Very dope. Very powerful. Cool, cool. No doubt. All right, no, the no, next no. two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these will be my last two. Um, we have first up, Sarith, the Viper's Fang. This is two and two green for a legendary creature, Human Warlock. It says, or it's a 3-4. It says, other, other tapped creatures you control have Death Touch. Other untapped creatures you control have Hexproof. And you can pay one and tap, un, uh, untap another target creature you or land you control. Uh, for me, I, I was like, man, 
This is definitely a 99 card. I couldn't see this being a very like compelling commander because mm-hmm. it's like, give my stuff death touch. It would just be combat. Give my stuff hexproof. Yeah, it's just green combat. Like, And it, of course, it sounds lame to say like, oh, why aren't you just playing X instead? Like if you're just playing mono green. But mm-hmm. I see this as a really great effect in the 99. Great cost for four mana. It's a body you can recur protects your board, gives it hexproof. Combine it with another like hexproof effect. Um it's yeah. it's good. It's it's a great I, commander or great legend. I feel like like you said, like you wouldn't really play it as a commander because there's just so many other things that you'd be like, well why wouldn't you just play this? Right. I feel like it's that for the ninety nine. Yeah. Like why would you play these other cards that give death touch or hexproof when you can just like this Tack it on. Here's or, your new go-to for that. Yeah, here's my new effect. It exactly. also doesn't like provide like a direction. It just kind of it's very just like this. This affects your creatures. It doesn't like give you like this like oh this is the archetype I'm trying to build. So it doesn't mm-hmm. really provide like a a line. I mean, you could make a creature deck out of it or yeah, something green, death touch maybe we're overlooking something i don't know i'm sure there is something but i mean yeah. to me it's just it's, it's a nice card it's definitely a 99 kind of card for me yeah i'm i'm um, there's definitely a lot of decks i'm already thinking about slotting in uh this card so yeah look forward mm-hmm. to it it's it's definitely got very good utility on it for sure mm-hmm. you only have five decks and i'm trying to figure out which ones i mean only two I can think of is, I mean, it would definitely go in Tana, probably. Yeah, it's probably going to go in Tana. Yeah, um, and then probably going in um, Sidisi for the hexproof effect, mm. and then giving zombies that uh, touch. Yeah, that's pretty Ooh. solid. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty scary. That touch zombies. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, but I'm picking that sorcery over that card. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, that's it's, again. There's so many cards that are like, <laughs> but all right. yeah. Moving on to my last one, we have. Uh, another legend, it is Gisa, Glorious Resurrector. She is two and two black, legendary creature human wizard. She's a four four. She has if a creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. And at the beginning of your upkeep, put all creature cards exiled with Gisa, Glorious Resurrector, onto the battlefield under your control. They gain decayed. Uh, and to repeat, decayed for those who haven't already read or or can't remember. Uh, a creature with decayed can't block, and when it attacks, sacrifice it at the end of combat. Uh, I think this is... Part of me is like, man, this might be too good. I think the card is fair-costed for a commander. Four mana, four, four for this effect is fair. And then the ability doesn't resolve till your upkeep, so... There's that uh, Triskaidecca file effect where it's like you have mm-hmm. a little bit of time to work around it, to respond to it, get rid of it. But if this goes off, man, you can cause some serious problems for your opponents. I'd, yeah. I'd say it's definitely more fair than like Turgrid. Oof. Turgrid is just kind of, you, you look at that, I mean, yeah, it's five mana, but... Uh, Turgrid makes my blood boil. Yeah, that card that card is just insane. But that's all I could think about. I'm just like, man, there's another black card that just provides this like uber amount of value for a commander. And I mean, I I agree because it's it's an upkeep effect that there's definitely more time to respond and to deal with. But yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a interesting card. It's just it's starting to almost feel like with the mass amount of like mono black banger legendary creatures, mm-hmm. you can just start making like mono black banger legendary yeah. deck. Like <laughs> where it's just like just put them all in one and play a legendary creature. I don't need to do anything else. Do you have an answer? <laughs> You're going to start losing the game very quickly. Yeah. Like you can just play 99 <laughs> cards that are that in a yeah. mono black deck and you'll probably do pretty well at tables, yeah. you know, <laughs> like True. that's yeah. just how it's starting to feel. Yeah. I mean, but, it's, it's getting wild. Yeah. But I, I feel like this creature is cool enough 
provides a cool enough play style where it's mm-hmm. like you don't have to just go like I'm going to outvalue you. You can you can almost kind of find some funny ways to like combine your your opponent's ingredients to where it's like okay if I can kill that creature and then if he plays like I don't know something I, I you know if the green deck's playing like something that's going to give him like double mana or like you know um, big stompy creature I can steal that and then you can combine these ingredients into something that's like mono black couldn't have done before mm. I feel like that's cool cool enough to warrant a deck around so. yeah I agree Hundred percent. It's a little bit of like finding the yeah. finding the wind through the chaos. I guess yeah. is what I like. Yeah. Sweet. Alrighty. We well, on to the final card. Yes. I think before we talk about that, I think uh, there might be some listeners that uh, are like, guys, why aren't you adding unnatural growth to your list? Which is one in four green. At the beginning of each combat, double the power and toughness of each creature you control until the end of turn. And I mean, little, little, yeah, not a spoiler, but a little heads up. We'll, we'll be having a topical discussion about uh, just the power of green and, and pro- possibly the problem it's causing in in deck building and just magic in general. But I mean, this this card is just for five mana. It's 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 wild. It's an effect that like I hate it exists because I don't feel it should belong. It could easily have said also on your combat. Yeah. It's on each. It's every combat. It might as well just say double the power and toughness of each creature you control. Yeah. Why why not just on the beginning of each phase? Yeah. <laughs> like why why is it it just it just seems so It's like pushed. It's over pushed. It's kind of like, it's sad because it it doesn't give, it's like one of those cards that like doesn't give you any workaround. It just says, play me and do well. Yeah. There's no, there is no negative right to this card or no, you're, you're not going to struggle to play this card. Yeah. Even, I mean, yeah, maybe in a three to four color deck, it might not be added. Right. Two colors. If you can't have four green, you need to work on your mana base. Well, yeah, being honest, like you get a, and you get all your land search yeah. to make sure you have. And I mean, it's I mean, it's just a, it's a crazy card. It's yeah. So I guess dishonorable mention. Yeah, <laughs> I just it's not inspiring. It's it's doing what green always does, and it's it's just it's not providing a new take or anything that's providing. Green decks, a new archetype flavor. It's just providing this card that says, play it. You're going to probably win the game yeah, it's pretty quickly. Spend five mana profit. Because green already is way too easy to ramp. It's way too easy to occur value. And then your creatures already have ways to get trample. And not to mention all of the green cards recently printed that say, draw cards equal to the power of the, or the greatest power of a creature you control. Come yeah. on, like yeah, it it becomes easy mode, you know. Yeah, you're. It's. Oh my gosh, I I didn't even think about that. Yeah, we could make a whole episode, and it will be coming up on some of our <laughs> takes for green. So yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, it, I mean, it's a good card. It is a good card. It's a good card. I would put it in a creature deck, and I hate to like it. Yeah, and I and I understand. Its existence, but I, I don't, I don't think it was necessary. No, and I think it needed to be a little more pointed, or maybe a little higher costed. Yeah, mm. but yeah, but we'll we'll get into that we'll soon. We'll live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for maybe one more turn. For maybe one more turn. <laughs> Anyways, yep, we got that final card. Yep, like we, we said uh, in the early in the last episode. Um, we made these lists not looking or not knowing what each other was coming up with until uh, sitting down today and doing it. And uh, this one happened to be on all three of our lists because it is just the best card in the set, in my opinion. But I don't know about best. I th- I think I think it hits flavor. Yeah. I think it hits uh, a card that 
progresses the color forward. And I think I think it's a card that like is fair enough. But man, for me, it hits bread and butter. Yeah, and a little more because it's yeah. just that's why I say it's like uh, it's, it's like, like to me it's the best. It's got. It's got everything, a little bit of everything. A little bit. And that's why we love it. So go ahead and nope. introduce this one. Yep. So this is the Meat Hook Massacre, which is X and two black. It's a legendary enchantment. It says, when the Meat Hook Massacre enters the battlefield, each creature gets minus X, minus X until the end of turn. Whenever a creature you control dies... Each opponent loses a life. Whenever you a creature an opponent controls dies, you gain a life. Just value everywhere. Value city. I don't think there's a black deck that wouldn't want this card. Absolutely. Yep. Because, Absolutely. yeah, your deck might not be focused on killing creatures to ping your opponents or vice versa. Like, it's not, you don't have to have an aristocrat. I think the first ETB of it, I mean, the the card I always think about, because you think about like Damnation and all these destroy, you're like, but that, what if there's Indestructible? Toxic Deluge is a card that people use a lot, but this is just, mm-hmm. I mean, depending on where this lands in the price, it's already showing like 12 to 18 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I don't blame it, because I, I don't blame the people pricing it at this point, because it is a very great value. But I mean, the ability to have a board wipe on an enchantment that is giving you value even if it's not your typical strategy. Oh man. It, yeah, it, it's Whew. it's great. It's so there's so much potential. Yeah, there's so different much potential builds. Like it's not it's not narrowed down to like this is what this card wants to do in this specific situation every time that's why you're playing it. No, there, there's like this vast array of deck builds that this could fit into. Yeah. Like anything it doesn't have to be like just mono black stuff. Yep. It's just like anything that's like you're throwing a bunch of thopters out there, you're throwing a bunch of sapperlings, a bunch of zombies. It doesn't matter. They don't even have to be one ones. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because of the X cost, like your zombie decks where you're just building a wall of zombies, well, you just pay three into it. You kill all your zombies off. Yeah. Boom. But it's also got like into the battlefield effects that you could abuse of yep. doing that multiple times. Add white to your black deck and you can recur this. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of enchantment yeah. recursion in white. Get it yeah. back to your hand, recast it, okay. keep Absolutely. the board clean. It sticks around past board wipes because it's an enchantment. Yep. So you still get that effect even if it's not oh just off of that gosh. beginning so, effect. So even if you're still wiping other stuff off later on, you're still <sighs> getting value from it later. Yep. Sweep all the creatures, your enchantment yeah. stays around. So it feels like a sorcery but it's an enchantment. Golly, yeah. I mean, duh, I mean, Moldrotha. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Nutty. Oof. Nutty. <laughs> but it's <laughs> not that Moldrotha card. It's not <laughs> that Moldrotha. Just permanent yeah. board wipes. Forget Bane of the Living exists. <laughs> Forget Pernicious Deed. Yeah. 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 This oh is just, gosh. this is so interesting to me that like, I'd want to build a deck around this card and it, find something niche to make this work. And be like the center point of it. Yeah. And I, I keep, I don't know how many times I'm going to keep saying, but like ma- magic design for whatever reason is like, hmm, how can we put so many effects on one card that people can't not play it? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what this card feels like. It's so mm-hmm. good, man. It's just having, and, and having the uh, little instances, having small triggers sometimes matters most. Mm-hmm. Right, like, uh, if for instance, if you have uh, the card name escapes me, but um, whenever you gain life, each opponent loses one. Mm-hmm. There's a, uh, I think about three or four different creatures that have that effect. Yeah, where yeah. if you can kill all your opponents of creatures and not yours, mm-hmm. and then gain a life for each creature that dies, and then ping everybody for a life, like, whoa, so good. it just but- starts getting crazy. Because it's just like, oh, you, you lose a life and you gain a life. It doesn't seem like it can be that good. You know what I mean? You're not just like instantly winning, but taking advantage of those little combos turns it into something that is much more scary than it seems on the surface level. Yeah, and everybody plays creatures. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've seen 
I've seen Ashes of the Abhorrent, uh, which is one in a white. It says uh, creatures can't be the target of creatures in graveyards can't be the target of spells or abilities. And whenever a creature dies, you gain a life. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, that's an effect that's really good. That's redundant for this. So you can yeah. put that in your white black deck. Have another one. Mm-hmm. I mean. Soul's Attendant and um, Soul Warden are two extra, like super highly played white cards because whenever, I mean, people play a bunch of creatures. Whenever mm-hmm. creatures come to play, you gain a life. Yeah, This is almost a black version of that, just with this added bonus of like, your creatures die, uh, everybody loses one. Yep. <laughs> it's just, wow. So I, I, I just thought of something that would be wild. So a Gisa... If you played this card, would she see every creature that died if she died with them? believe she would exile them instead. I think she replaces. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. So her, uh, this would not trigger if she replaces them dying. No, I'm not talking about the actual triggers. Mm-hmm. She would exile them. Right. So if you would attack a Kyle ghost, Kaya ghost form on her for her to come back, every creature that would have died on that turn that you board wiped would come back on your upkeep? Yeah. Beautiful. That's a freebie for all you Ooh. out there. Yeah, that's some value. <laughs> yeah, if you if you want to lose some friends, play, play some uh, Gisa Kaya Ghost form with some uh, Meat Hook Massacre. Mm, juicy. Or you can just play Turgrid. It'd be easy too. Please don't play Turgrid. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> but yeah, man. Meat Hook Massacre. So cool. Hits every, mm-hmm. hits the spice. It's everything nice. <laughs> it's beautiful. I love that card. Yeah. Yeah. Great art. Great effect. Yep. Looking forward to playing this card, man. Absolutely. It's a yeah. black staple. I feel like we're going to see a ton of it in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From here on. Yeah. We'll just have to wait until uh, it gets rotated out of standard. Yeah. For it to go down in price for sure. Yeah. It'll still be like 10 bucks probably. Oh, I'm sure. Unless it gets reprinted. But yeah. I yeah. imagine I'm still trying to play budget. <laughs> I mean, trying to spend I know. $800 on a deck. I imagine with a card like this, that's probably going to see mu- so much adoption. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to be incentivized to reprint it over the future. Yeah. Because yeah. it just looks so, so good on all fronts. Mm-hmm. Fits into so many decks. Yeah. Well, we could hark on that for hours <laughs> for sure. Yep. But uh, without any other last minute thoughts from either of you guys. I think we can call this episode to a close. Yep. Yeah, super cool set. I think it hits a lot of uh, tribes and different archetypes that needed a lot of help. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess we'll see these next coming months of what people start brewing and see what uh, what spice gets brought up. But I'm, I got a couple ideas. Yeah, I'm already mm-hmm. got some wheels spinning too. Yeah. So yep. Alrighty. Well, if you'd like to get in touch with us, the best way to do so is to email us at bnbpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.